Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hi, from the internet. And the mysterious L. Oh, hey there, my beautiful babies. <laughs> the throaty, raspy L this week. <laughs> hey, you uh, you want to buy some cigarettes out of my truck? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, kids. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, I, was, no. I, was, I was not going to the kids part. Like, if, if, if you're going to do that sort of voice, it, 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 like, I, I feel like you should it's just implied. Well, I mean, are you selling cigarettes to kids out of your truck? I, I especially, I even went for truck instead of van to try to avoid that correlation. But you, you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarge just takes everything to dark places. That's just the way Sarge operates. So, yes. Yeah. Sarge's yeah. mind is like a dark labyrinth with a horrible minotaur at the center. <laughs> can, can you have a good minotaur in the center like just a friendly minotaur it's like hey uh a left that way a left that way and a right and you're out of this shit it's, it's yeah, I mean, have, have you ever yeah. seen that movie uh your highness that minotaur is very very friendly <laughs> uh, i don't think i've seen that so oh, you it, don't, it, it, it gets a huge slimy erection so oh, I rem- now i remember it yeah now i remember it I, th- I think we actually saw that in the theater like a million years ago Maybe, or or it yeah. could just be your your photographic memory for a huge erections like coming. That today, also, like oh, the, you're like oh right, I saw that boater on the internet one time. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 what is that new? I, I did it. That's the new term for photographic memory. I have an identical memory of uh, penises. I'm just obsessed with them. Uh, and speaking of weird obsessions and stuff like that, we go into these bad places and have to post a content warning, as it were. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So I don't know uh, if it, I don't know if it was just on my end, but that like when, when you started that clip, like there was a, a little bit of like, I don't know. I don't know if it was just slow down at the beginning, but the, the end result of it was it sounded like content warning. 
And I was just like, ooh, extra, extra Bostonian content warning. This is fucking, <laughs> fucking content warning. The hey, you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna hear some fucked up shit in this podcast, so you know, <laughs> grab a donkeys and just sit down and uh, you know strap in because it's gonna get pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be wicked fucking weird, kid. Yeah, oh, you don't even God. know. You don't even know. For the past month, I'm not even joking. The content warning for me has been incredibly slow for the first half, and then Alvin Alvin and the Chipmunks for the second half. It's so weird, and I just roll with it because no one else, no one ever hears it but me. So I mean, it's it's been a while, but the content warning is back in style. Yes, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that we've had enough talk about our our technical issues and audio difficulties. Required by law, law yeah. to say uh, sing that anytime anyone says that phrase. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So uh, one of the fun things that uh, people have always talked about uh, from the quote unquote like anti anti Trump uh, people who are like, hey, Trump wasn't really doing a coup. A coup. There wasn't any like was bad stuff going coup. on. He, he would just file some meaningless lawsuits, you know, exploring his legal possibilities of staying in office if the election was fishy mm. or something. And uh, then uh, this week we had literally a six-point memo from uh, Trump lawyer John Eastman that was just like, here's how Mike Pence could give Donald Trump the presidency on January 6th. Like, just literally throw some electors out from some states we don't like, then declare that the number of electoral votes to win is this number, and that Trump beats that number and Biden doesn't. And if the liberal whiners say that that isn't cool, then uh, fine. We'll say that no one got the 270. Now it goes to the House representatives. Republicans control 26 uh, delegations to the House. Democrats control 24. So boom, the, the Republicans vote for Trump. Trump wins. Get fucked, liberals. You lose. We rule. And so we actually now have like a real uh, piece of paper from the Trump inner circle that was ba- that literally is this is how we were going to steal the election. This was actually the plan to keep Trump in power on January 6th. It's the their version of that OJ book. If I did it, here's how. Yes. Uh, if- man, that that memo sounds fucking wild. It was just like, well, first of all. Ignore this part we don't like. And then it, it all started with change the Constitution and yeah. like just change how things work. We don't like how they work, so change them. You know, weirdly, then- what, what this, uh, what this uh, memo sounds like to me is proof of some sort of election fraud, which, <laughs> uh, again, I can't stress enough. Republicans have failed to like dig up despite all of their posturing and attempts to find it like on behalf of Joe Biden. But here are people like actually sending out memos to 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 Trump and Pence and the boys just being like, here's how we could usurp the government. And it's just like, well, I'm sure all these proud MAGA idiots are just fine with that because they like, well, yeah, we're perfectly fine with fucking lighting the Constitution on fire if our boy wins. <laughs> Literally, this guy, what this guy was saying was a QAnon argument that the vice president basically has all the power in the world when it comes to uh, accepting or rejecting electoral votes. And that when he got to Arizona... He was going to be like, you know, uh, we got Trump electors and we got Biden electors, so I'm really not sure about those. 
And then at the end of the election, he would declare that there were seven different states that were uh, not great. And therefore, he was going to uh, remove all of those. And for some reason, they were really obsessed with this guy, Lawrence Tribe, who they list as a Harvard law professor. And that eventually by pairing off those like seven bad states that we would get to. Seven states. Yep. yep, (laughs) They just had to. Okay. Well, we have to not count almost a fifth of America. And I, what, (laughs) sorry, what, seven whole fucking states. We can't count these seven. Those seven, number one, out. What, do you know what the seven are? I assume California. Uh, I they no, and I'm pretty sure that not in California. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like the like the seven battleground states that they can like mm, just that, that makes in. more sense. So it's it, it, so it, it's <laughs> we can't yeah. count these seven. Yeah, it, it, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona. What else was even in the ballpark? Nevada was in the ballpark and being contested. Uh, I would guess we're going to go whole hog here, so we might as well throw in Minnesota. And then I I can't even really think of it. Oh, New Hampshire. Yeah, that would probably be the next one that was the closest thing that you could possibly uh, do do this trick with. And you shave all those down, and it ends up being uh, Trump. You need 220 electoral votes after they're all gone, and Trump gets uh, 232 and beats Biden, who gets 222. And then... And then, and then that that falls back into the whole thing where I just said previously that if the Democrats are like, "Hey, you need two seventy. That's the, that, that. Those are the rules." Then he goes, "Oh well, no one got to two seventy, so now we just throw it to the House and we win anyways, suckers." So they just have. I mean, this is just absolutely Calvin Ball nonsense, where you're just making up the rules to make your guy win, no matter what. It's so ridiculous that we actually have. Um, a document written by someone, and again, uh, this is in the, the this is in that fucking book peril, the book that apparently we had to wait for to find out that General Miley was like, oh yeah, by the way, Trump was insane, so I wouldn't let him nuke China. So this is like apparently the most important book in the history of the world. Everyone was just putting all the good shit uh, to Woodward to publish a year after the fact, and it's like maybe Man, I don't know, fuck all these idiots, and it's just not. Like they did some stuff in the moment, but they didn't say anything in the moment. They waited until they could make money on those book deals after. Right. And it's, and it's fucking ridiculous that the, the fate of American democracy hangs in the balance. And you're like, hey, Bob, Bobby Woodward, I'll give you a juicy quote for your book if you sit on it. And Woodward's like, yeah, you got it, boss. No problem. Oh, oh, you have a memo explaining your the outline of your fucking coup? Great. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll wait until uh, September uh, to fucking let anyone know about it. It's, just, it's so ridiculous that this is how we're finding out how chaotic and messed up uh, everything was uh, around January 6th and all the frantic efforts of the Trump uh, White House to keep power, even though they lost. Yeah, I, I'd really I'd like to... You know, I'm sure that we have some especially uh, woke listeners who are think that they're like too evolved to cut people out of their life because uh, just because of their political beliefs. But I mean, at this point, like if you're still friends with people that support Donald Trump, like this is the sort of thing that you are like, w- like being w- willfully ignorant to. Like you're just turning a blind eye while they support like actually undermining the democracy of the country you live in. So uh, I really hope that barbecue with the way they tell their funny anecdotes about their pickup trucks is worth it. 
<laughs> uh, what I'm what I'm wondering about all of this is how these people, uh, John Eastman and company, how they will feel about uh, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, declaring herself Empress for Life on January uh, 6th, 2025, when she certifies the electoral vote. And then she's just like, these seven states displease me. They're gone. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden also displeases me. He is gone. I am now your queen. I now rule America in perpetuity, and I will not be appointing a new vice president because apparently the vice presidency is the most powerful office in the history of the world because it singularly determines who our president is. Yeah, they didn't think about giving the playbook to the other team, did they? I, I'm still laughing in my head about like just we. All right, number one, we don't count seven entire states. Uh, I'll be laughing about that for the rest of the episode. Holy shit! Yeah, that, I mean, what, what, what play conserv- conservatives? You you don't think that us libs would cert- like? There are like a dozen states that I would just like to ignore the existence of and like just vote out of the country if I could. Like, do, do we really need an Alabama? No. Do we need a Texas? No, they've got their own power grid. Fuck them. Like, cut them loose. Let's tri- yeah. let's trim let's trim America down to a tight forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think both the Dakotas can just be one state again. Uh, oh I, yeah, it, I'm all I'm all about Team One Dakota. We we can yeah. make Dakota the world's largest, most massive state. It could just be like North and South Dakota, fucking Wyoming, pretty much anything that borders any Dakota just becomes one Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Northern Territory. Just. And, and, and they'll be like, the 2 million people that live in this 30% of the country really want it to be this way. It's like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about your tiny 2 million people. Yeah, yeah. We, you, we just take that giant red column from North Dakota to Texas, which is like North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. They're just, bam, that's just a column. It's now just one state. And then we also just merge Wyoming and Montana into it. Just bam. There you go. You all are now just one. You get two senators for the whole thing. And if Texas is mad about it, guess what? California says hi. They know how you feel. So, I mean. Uh, We we could just Hunger Games style it. 13 districts. Just everybody. There's 13 districts. Boom. Oh, oh, if there's anything I want in my life, it's more Hunger Games. Because that was such a well-written and incredibly awesome uh, piece of literature. Uh, If you look at their districts, I think you, you are describing the Hunger Game districts. Oh, I, I retract everything I just said. I never want to be associated with oh, that. I, 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 thought, I thought he had just been referencing racist places. I like. <laughs> when he, I was just like Texas and like Kansas and Nebraska. I was like, what do all these things have? A, oh, they don't like brown people. I see. They they could be the 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 one 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 Dakota uh one Dakota under bigotry with racism and Second Amendment for all. Yeah. So. Oh, District 11 is Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, North and South or North and South Virginia, West Virginia, Virginia. Yeah, there you go. You, you district. How, two, the, fu- dist- how the fuck did you know that? I pulled up a map. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I, I, th- I thought you were reading from like a Hunger Games wiki. I was just like, what the fuck? I like, I, I thought you were telling me that in the actual Hunger Games, those states made up a district. And I was just like, and I would have believed you because I think the Hunger Games, the Hunger Games movie sucked. So I never read the book. So I don't know if that's set on actual Earth or fictional Earth or whatever. 
Uh, well, I, what, I, what that reminded me of is the fact that there was an announcement that they're going to be resettling like 75 Afghan refugees into Montana. And, yeah, some, and, some, Mon- and some Montana congressman named like Matt Rosendale like, was like, no goddamn way over my cold dead body are you going to put 75 Afghan refugees no, in what Montana? He, what, he, what he said was they would be a danger to Montana. And then they asked him, congressman, how would these 75 Afghanistan refugees be a danger? And he did shrug emoji. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't expect the comeback question of uh, how would they be a danger? Yeah. I mean, they never do because they, they just need to, they need to express their bigotry outrage uh, to, to fire up their base. And then when pressured on the issue, they clam up because they need to continue to be able to have a career in politics so they can't just be like ah, i just don't like muslims period like fuck them like yeah th- th- those people could pray to allah and i think allah sucks so fuck those guys yeah I, 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 and then when you explain to them that allah is just arabic for god they're just like well i don't want my god to have a funny name and it's like they're literally saying god in their own language you dumb dumb and they just they just can't wrap their heads around it they just absolutely can't square that circle yeah don't I, don't tell them about the god of abraham oh <laughs> Uh, one, one day, one day, I was uh, dealing the Pokertrons, and a guy was getting ready to buy more chips, and he pulled out some money. And of course, on American money, it says "In God We Trust" on it. And another guy like looked at the money and grumped and said, "Soon it will say on the money in Allah We Trust." And I was, and I just looked at him, and I'm like, "Allah means God in Arabic." And the guy just had no reaction to me. He was just like, "Nope." It's a bad word, and I don't like it. It makes me angry, so I'm going to get angry about it. And I was like, okay, you got it. I mean, it's just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's just like, just I, I just don't get how you can be so ignorant about the, the, the world around you all the time and just live in like just, just this constant perpetual anger about everything. Because Speaking they're of- white, and all the people they know are white, and all the people they wish to ever know are white, and when you confront them with brown people or cultures from elsewhere, like, these are people that think that, like, the burritos that they get at, like, you know, Chipotle or whatever are, like, authentic representations of some ethnic cuisine. They just, they just have no fucking idea what's going on outside of their borders. It's insane. Speaking <laughs> of angry white people that don't know what's going on outside of their borders, uh, Mr. Lindell, apparently, of my pillow, went to Alabama that who I'm segueing to there, you you the listener get to decide. So there you go. So uh, Mike Lindell uh, was met with the Secretary of State of Alabama, who did a grip and grin and had a bunch of photos of Mike Lindell, and was just like, just had a great talk with Mike Lindell about securing elections in Alabama, and I just wonder. Like when you are a elected official in America, did you ever think that there was going to come a day that you were going to be stuck, like having Mike Lindell harassing you about your voter fraud, uh, like protocols and how you try to keep things uh, on the up and up so that no people who shouldn't be voting read non-whites are like sneaking their ways into your elections. Yeah. Uh, John Merrill uh, has a bunch of photos of him hanging out with Mike Lindell in front of a lot of busts of uh, presidents hanging out with flags in the background. And it's just like, Oh my God, like, 
I just can't imagine having like a lunch power meeting with like your staff and everybody, and the my pillow guy just dips in. It's like, hey guys, time to listen to all of you talking the good old talky talk about the voting fraud. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like in the majority of alternate dimensions, like having like as a legislator or whatever, somebody with <laughs> actual power in a government having to meet with Mike Lindell for any reason. It's like the equivalent of landing on Celebrity Big Brother. Like you, you know that your career has taken a dark turn, and it's it's pro- it's probably sunsetting. You're, I, just, I like, mean, you're just like, really? <laughs> I have to talk to fucking the My Pillow guy about like politics and policy. Why? He fucking he makes pillows. That's what he does. He, ma- <laughs> he makes pillows and towels and like beds. And he he can't even go on Fox News anymore because he is so liable. He's just a walking lawsuit machine, and uh, <laughs> maybe he pulls well down there. Who knows? Alabama and Peru have the two highest COVID death rates at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I, know. I, as, as, of, those, as of the time of this recording, those yeah. poor Alabamans, I my heart is bleeding for them. I feel so bad for those people in Alabama. I mean, I feel bad for the people, but like they they've been crushed by the opioid epidemic and now this their their governor literally refusing on CNN to even talk about what he might do to help with this pandemic, which I believe, you know, give it a day or two, it's about to pass the 1918 Spanish flu record. Now Fuck we have more... you, know, you know who's yeah. got, you know who has to have the hardest working job in government. Mm. Whoever is in charge of the Alabama Bureau of Tourism, Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, come, come, to, come to Alabama. We have fucking people addicted to opioids and COVID death. Come see our plague pit. Yeah, like... come see our swampy nothing and our our racism and our overflowing morgues. What is Alabama's number one tourist? I I'm I would guess it'd probably be like Alabama football if like you're just a bandwagon hopper who like didn't actually go to Alabama. You're just like I want to root for a good football team in college. I'll just root for Alabama. They, they win oh, yeah. all the time. The number one tourist destination Alabama is the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. Uh, that sounds right because that was kind of uh, what we did in the 1960s when we were trying to get the uh, South on board with the whole uh, like let's beat the Russians to the moon thing. Was Lyndon Johnson was just like, well, we're obviously going to put all the real good shit in Texas because that's where I'm from. The National Voting Rights Museum is in Selma, Alabama. I understand why it's there, but uh, there's some irony in oh, that. Yeah. Uh, what's really funny in the in the lunch meeting of uh, the Secretary of State and the My Pillow guy is in the background they have like this collage, uh, which appears to be a tribute to Robert Kennedy, and it's just like, yeah, the good citizens of Alabama would have definitely voted for RFK were he around today. I'm sure that kind of Massachusetts liberalism really resonates with the good folks of uh, Alabama. So yeah, I can see why you would uh, take a lot of um, like community and solace from the, from that uh, leading light of uh, the Democratic Party back in the day, as it were, that Alabama loves so much. Uh, and I also love that he had a hashtag about his meeting with Mr. Mike Lindell, easy to vote and hard to cheat. And it's like, yeah, 
yeah, you guys are doing everything you can to make it easy to vote, right? Yeah, you're like, here's your ID. The, and... the National Voting Rights Museum is in Alabama because you've historically made it very hard to vote there. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just like your low income housing high rise is technically in a different district, so and it's just like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, easy to vote. Certainly not gerrymandered. Come come to Alabama, visit our. Air and Space Museum or whatever. V- visit visit our scenic highway to uh, Tennessee where there are actually things to look at. Um, yeah. Uh, good old, I mean, I feel like I feel like we could just uh, we could just run up the scoreboard dunking on Alabama endlessly because I mean, if if your if your state's crowning achievement is uh, a college football team, then uh, ugh, pull, tugs on collar because the listeners can't see us. Yeah. Uh, but, but instead, <laughs> yeah. let's let's uh, let's circle back to uh, let's circle back to one of our, our our old friends. Now, since we're since we're in the Mike Lindell my pillow sphere, let's talk about somebody who leaves at least half of his face on the pillow every night. Good old Melton Ruli Giuliani. Oh, so oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I've been chronicling on Twitter a lot that, like, Jack Posebeck, who is a low-level shithead Pizzagate promoter who literally posted a bunch of neo-Nazi uh, references, was out there looking for that my pillow money. But now there's a new uh, sheriff in town, uh, like, rattling his cup, looking for a few uh, pennies to come raining down from Mike Lindell. And that's Rudy Giuliani, who actually posted a tweet that said, uh, go to MyPillow.com for great products. I just love the towels. Don't forget to use promo code Rudy for extra savings. Oh, and man. how can, can someone fall farther? Like, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. In, two, in 2001, he was literally Times Man of the Year. He was America's mayor. He was the guy that was like our rock after 9-11 because George W. Bush was like peeing himself in the corner and like sobbing and crying for 10 hours before they finally... He was peeing himself in the bunker, sir. Uh, Maybe the corner of the bunker, but he yeah. was in the bunker. Uh, right, yes. But yeah, so it's like uh, Rudy was like our avatar in, in America's darkest hour in that moment. And he's gone from being that guy to being, hey, Mike Lindell, can you can you cut me a check if I happen to uh, funnel some people through uh, to your website via my Twitter trons? It, it's so it's so embarrassing. It's so pathetic. And what I love more than anything beyond uh, promo code Rudy for extra savings is that the Mike Lindell little uh, like label on his towel is my pillow towels that work exclamation point. I, mean, <laughs> I, I love the idea of that. Have you ever gotten out of the shower, began toweling yourself off and went, fuck this towel doesn't work. Where can I go to find a towel that works? I will say the towels that they issued me in the army of basic training did not work very well. I they they did not work. Well, I good definitely... news if uh, the the army could use code Rudy to, for big savings. <laughs> Lots yeah, of sweet sweet sure towels. Can. You hear that, army? Yes. You can get patriotic ugly brown towels instead of unpatriotic, not working brown towel. Yeah, th- 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 three doors down can serenade you in the shower while you towel down with a sweet my pillow towel. <laughs> you talk, you're talking about falling. You're talking about falling pretty far. I mean, man, remember when three doors down was like the 
the the biggest like butt rock and rock band on the planet, and then they just decided to tether their th- themselves to the U.S. military. And try to just like so, just like hey, hey boys, we need you to write a new song for our recruitment videos. And it's just like okay, cool, I guess. Three Doors Down is here to tell you to go pick up a gun and harass some brown people in a country that we have no business being in. Are Three Doors Down super conservative now? Did I miss this? I mean, I I don't know if it's still the case, but for a while they were like the official rock band of the army. Like I I would go to see movies and uh you know how they they have like the the big like you know the proud the few the proud yeah, the marines I'm, or whatever. I'm aware. Yeah. yeah so they they would fucking it would be that shit, but it would just be like you know night vision footage of people like running fake ops for the camera like definitely not doing any real work but just making it look like they're working like like they're filming a movie <laughs> with like three doors down over it just like chunking around uh, away on their guitars and just crooning about how it's great to be in the military or whatever and then like a jet would fly over and some guy would just be like yeah. like D- D- do it for your country idiot and it's just like no i'm not gonna do that can i please can i please just watch this marvel movie i want to <laughs> see fat thor <laughs> So I scrolled down from Rudy's uh, My Pillow shilling, and like it's just in a proof that irony is dead. On September twentieth, he uh, posted a link to an article titled "Biden's Slide Towards Dictatorship." This is a man who, if he wasn't in the room for that six-point memo about not letting seven states have an electoral vote, uh, he knew about the people in that room who had that meeting and got the got the message. And he's whining about uh, Sleepy Joe being the guy who's going to turn America into a dictatorship. You were literally part of the coup, Rudy. You were literally there. I mean, you, you were there at Four Seasons Landscaping. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can, can you fucking like? Can you imagine being so like slavishly devoted to someone that you are, are still like still just like you know Rudy Giuliani has to get on the internet and just be like oh like Biden's trying to turn this country into a dictatorship you know who was super great Donald Trump and it's like dude Rudy like you're looking mad desperate right now dog you're looking like you're looking like the uh, the clingy ex that won't go away Donald Trump has moved on he gives no fucks about you. Like he he stopped giving you the money you need to battle your legal campaigns. He stopped paying for your ten thousand dollar like hair and like oil treatment that keeps your face attached to your body or whatever. Like it's over for you. He's like, no, don't worry. I, like one of these days, I'll get him to do this. Me, I could change him. Uh, just he, I guess he's like looking at like how Steve Bannon got back into Trump's good graces. Michael Flynn at one point, like Trump was like planning out his second term, and he's like, "I'm gonna bring back Michael Flynn, even though he was a convicted criminal, and then I had to pardon him for his crimes." I mean, Rudy's just hoping for that second act with Trump, where he can just, baby, take me back. I yeah, mean, there's no way Trump cuts bait on people, and they don't get to come back. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Mike, Mike did just list a couple of people that got to cut back, but I don't think Giuliani's one of them because Giuliani just, <sighs> what does he have to offer? Like nothing, right? Like he, he can't practice law anymore. He just doesn't do anything. He's just Trump's buddy from the old times who's just this weird New York guy who uh, is a lawyer, kind of, but probably not for much longer allowed to legally do these kinds of things. Uh, sadly, it appears that if we want Rudy to do the intro for our podcast on Cameo, we got to pay him $3,000. For a, for a personal use video, we can get him for 400 
So we can just lie to him. We can just tell him that when he does the intro for Hell World, that it's this is personal, it's just for a friend and a, a, an inside joke we call Adventures in Hell World. Rudy's never going to know. We, we so. did we did a crowdfund three thousand dollars so that we could get Rudy Giuliani to read like our our bump for the Q and A segment. Be <laughs> great. Yuckers. Because Q and yeah. A seems so innocuous that there's no way he would get it. He, he would just be like, "Yeah, sure." Like this is America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and it's time for Q and A. We could just be like, "Ah, fucking what a good." America's we got it for the low low price of three grand. Yeah. America's mayor, like the Cowboys are America's football team. Yes, <laughs> yeah, except, except the Cowboys are actually worth something. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 you, uh, you can't get Jerry Jones to do an intro for the podcast for four thousand dollars because that man actually has money. It's, I just love that Rudy's on cameo. He's just so desperate. He's just like, I'll say anything you want for four hundred bucks. Anything. It's so sad. It's just so. Is it sad? Like, I think it's hilarious. I mean, yeah. it, I think it's it, hilarious, and also fuck yeah. that guy. Like, I, I continue. I want to watch him slide even more. I want him to. I want him to die, penniless and with almost no recognition. Like when when, when he passes on uh, from his advanced age, uh, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna publicly say that I want him to die of anything other than advanced age. Uh, <laughs> Like, I, I want him to be, like, you know, Nikola Tesla destitute. Like, living in, like, a single-room apartment somewhere, just, like, clinging to his one pillow and his his one my pillow and his one my towel. And just, like, you know, that that's that's how he drifts off into eternal sleep. You think you think my pillow is still going to be around? I, I, I mean... But you know, I, just, I just trust that they make a good enough product that even if they're gone, the pillow will remain. Although it may actually end up being a, a Dominion brand, my pillow, as it were, because our, <laughs> yeah. because our, because our boy Rudy, again speaking of memos, he may have been in the room for. Uh, we now also have a memo from the Trump campaign stating that they knew they were lying about Dominion and Smartmatic's voting machines being rigged or uh, being against them in the election. And they still were saying these things after the fact, which is absolutely uh, mind blowing to me that uh, one of the things that like Mike Lindell and Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and all these other uh, just absolute dingbats have been really counting on is the fact that with the First Amendment and all this kind of stuff, it is so hard in America to win a Slybolander lawsuit. It's just so hard to actually say, hey, your free speech that the Constitution protects was such so flagrantly bullshit and such an absolute violation that we are allowed to take money from you for the bad things you said. And American Sniper lost one. Yes. After he died. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and it takes work to do that. So it's just it's so incredible that they actually managed to write down documents saying, hey, guys, uh, we know we're lying about this, like actually lying about uh, Dominion. And um, so I don't know, maybe stop lying about them. And literally everyone was like, no, we are going to continue to lie about Dominion. We are going to file the Kraken lawsuit and all of this other nonsense and just absolutely... um, 
besmirch and defame uh, Dominion and Smartmatic in front in the eyes of America. So that literally, if you're a Republican voter, you think these companies fucked you out of the election. I mean, and 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 they and they knew it. They knew they were lying about it, which is so wild. I mean, this is. They're trying. They're trying to find a way to lose one of these lawsuits, which I saw so many people on the internet being like, yeah, Dominion has a right to sue them, but it's it's really hard. They're probably going to lose. I mean, I don't, I don't fancy anyone's chances of winning a libel case in America. So good on you, Dominion. Good luck. But yeah, you're probably fucked. First Amendment, bitches. And now the it's, it's almost like the Trump campaign's like, how can we lose this lawsuit? Have memos proving that we're lying and we know we're lying. Okay, great. Let's uh, let's write those down. Dominion didn't. Co- Dominion did not cost us the election, but we're going to say it anyways. Signed the Trump campaign. I mean, it's just and timestamp it. Take a photo of the timestamp. Make sure everyone knows that we said this at exactly this moment in writing in one of our meetings, and then we went on the CNN and started screaming about Dominion costing us the election because they're fraudulent. I mean, it's just, it is so wild that they, they they've done everything they possibly could to screw themselves over. They have actually made a paper trail uh, of evidence for their opponents to use against them. Oh, who's the I, I feel like if you, as the former president of the United States, like with the biggest platform possible for someone, <laughs> essentially, like, you know, the, the, this side of like, you know, some crazy influencers, Instagram or whatever, like Kylie Jenner's Instagram has more reach than Donald Trump, but it's pretty close. Uh, I feel like if you could do that and then these documents come out and then you still somehow like can't beat that, like if Dominion somehow still can't beat Trump in court with like a libel case, then like, why the fuck do we even pretend like libel and slander are things that we like punish? <laughs> like why even have those laws as a thing that people could try to litigate if it's just impossible to ever win them? Like fucking just, just be like, Hey, the first amendment allows you to say whatever the fuck you want, whatever the fuck you want. Right. Exactly. I mean, th- th- this is, this is gone. This is gone from something that to me, like Joe, Joe Lehman, who has no idea how like these laws work. This has gone from me to being like, ah, they, they probably won't win. The- this is a slam dunk. If they don't get a billion dollars, I don't know what's what. So it's going to be so interesting to see how like they try to defend this. I've heard some people saying that, like, I mean, maybe Lynn Wood wasn't in the room, so he didn't get the memo, so he doesn't know any better. But Sidney Powell was at the podium with these people a few times. I mean, she was absolutely around before, like, the inner circle of Trump's people were like, yo, uh, Sidney Powell's a little, a little too out there for us. Can you, can you move her away? Can we push her aside a little? I What's mean, going on with her? Is she like disappeared into the background yet? Oh no, she, oh, she's just doing her thing. She's just grifting on telegram, just yelling at everybody being like, Hey, look at all this fraud going on. You know how it is. Uh, keep up with me. Give me money. I'm still fighting the good fight. Because we had so much election fraud and it's terrible. And look at the Arizona audits and all that good stuff. I mean, she's she's still like hustling. She has uh, her Telegram uh, handle is the greatest thing in the world because it's lightning bolt, American flag, Sidney Powell, American flag, Statue of Liberty. So she is just freedom and electricity like you read about. She's all about these things. And... Uh, 
she has a uh, she has a post from another grifter named uh, Seth Keschel, who's just based just constantly posting bullshit about election fraud. He has a uh, chart about obvious election fraud in Montana. Yeah, that Montana. That was really a. The deep state was working real hard to flip Montana to blue, as it were, because that was a thing that was very obviously something that could happen. It was possible. With their what? Two electoral votes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they don't even get three. Montana's so small. The third electoral vote every state gets, they don't get. They're just like, nope, fuck you, Montana. You only get two. Eat shit. <laughs> I yeah. mean, do, do, are it like, I didn't even know that. Are states mandated a minimum of three? You uh, you get you get uh, electoral votes for every uh, person in in the uh, in the national congress you have. So you have you have two senators and one representative in even the smallest state. So that's why you get three in every state. So when you see like South Dakota, yes, that North, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So and then if you like crunch it out, like California's actual power should be like around like seventy electoral votes instead of fifty five. But hey, fuck big states and fuck liberals because white people in rural states should have more say over who the president is because that makes a lot of sense. And uh, five minute discourse about the electoral college being bad, and we're back. Okay, great. So. <laughs> but, uh, my favorite thing about this little chart that Seth Keschel made is he has a little line for like where the liberal vote should have been in Montana and then an evil, like higher moving line that where, where it actually was. And he's like, this is proof of fraud because instead of getting 200,000 votes, the libs got like 230,000 votes. I mean, and- a graph and it's proof. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. Observe uh, my, my mighty graph. <laughs> Everyone knows how much L loves graphs and bars uh, going up and numbers. Oh, dude, going you up. Can, you can prove anything with a sweet, sweet graph. I mean, I'm sure that having a graph is a good way to trick uh, trick dumb people that otherwise might be oh like, yeah Im- immune yeah. to just being told a thing. Like if I just went up to you and I was just like, "Hey, man, like conservatives have lower conservative males have lower testosterone than liberal males, like scientifically proven." People would be like, "That's bullshit." And I was like, "No, check this out." And if I pulled out a graph, even a graph that I just went to Kinko's and made. Like based on no actual scientific data, and I was just like, "See, look at the graph." Some people might just be like, "Oh shit!" Like, how do I how do I get my T levels higher? I'm just like, well, "Vote for Biden." <laughs> yeah, vote, 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 vote for Biden, and your balls will start churning immediately. All you need to run a proper coup or grift is a graphics department. Do you have a graphics department? If not, get one. How else are you making your fucking graphs? Yeah, it's what it's all about. You just show someone a visual aid to represent the bullshit that you just said to them, and your brain gets hit with both audio and visual cues, and you're just like, oh, th- that has to be accurate. That has to be true. That's why all slot machines now, uh, when you need like three ladders to trigger the mini game to win the big money, they give you two different ding noises for the first two ladders. So then you get anticipated, you anticipate the third one and you don't get it. Now you need to hear that third ding. So you keep smashing the button and giving the slot machine your money because you're a uh, barely evolved ape and we are able to trick your brain into doing things to get the uh, reward it's seeking. And but and we empty your pockets that way. There's like there, so there's much- no there's no way that there's no way that casinos are that manipulative. Get out of here. <laughs>
You shut up. Oh, my God. Uh, my favorite thing in the gaming industry that I've learned in my many, many years there is we is there's actually a thing where they design games to have a proper slow rate of draining your money from you and giving it to the house. They don't want to take your money too quick. They can design a game and be like, shit, this game robs people too fast. We need to have a person have an enjoyable two or three hour losing session at the table. We don't want them to have a 20 minute losing session at the table. So we got to not take their money that quickly. And it's just, it's so insidious. I think they call it burn rate. And it's just like to just think of that kind of like thing where they're actually trying to calculate the proper way to like jack you uh, in, in what is basically a slow moving robbery is uh, truly I, I hope incredible. that is in fact their official internal term for it is burn rate. Just like, I just love the, the cal like you could name that anything. You could name it fun rate. Yes. Like, <laughs> but, but no, internally they're even just like, fuck it. It's, it's the burn. Rate. It's the, it's, it's the rate at which we managed to burn these people out into just like useless, penniless husks. And that, <laughs> like, a, the, the, the fun rate. There's that super old saying where they say you can, you can boil a frog to death if you just turn the heat up slowly, so slowly that they don't notice. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. Is, is that a saying? Y- what, yes, sort of, what's a, what, sort of, what sort of monstrous place do you live in where that's a saying? I, I think it comes from out your area. Uh, from from, from the, the liberal East Coast, you think is boiling frogs slowly? Yeah, or maybe the South. Don't we, we don't even uh, boil lobster slowly. We do that shit uh, bad quickly. Typing uh, you, you want that pot to be ripping hot when you drop the little buggy boys in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. Yeah. We. Uh. We, the lobsters are insta dead when we throw them in the pot. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, or, yeah it's oh, an yeah. old fable. Yeah, it's apparently. an old fable. Oh yeah. Oh, trust me. It's it's one of QAnon's favorite things to talk about about how the liberals are slowly taking away your rights and that you are the frog and the pot is slowly coming to a boil. Oh, do they? Of course, they would love it. Oh, they, they, oh, they, oh, QAnon loves their boiled frogs. Oh, they, yeah. The, 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 the libs are slowly turning up the heat to boil these frogs. Might we interest you in this memo telling you how to undermine our own <laughs> democracy? <laughs> but fuck the libs. The libs are evil. Like, sign this petition to allow us to enact fucking, like, coup law and state an emperor, like, that's conservative. <sighs> yeah, God, I just hate conservatives so much. Oh, there's just no, it's like, I just, I just don't have anything to be funny about. I just fucking hate their guts. <laughs> Yeah, because they're completely hypocritical. They they stand for nothing other than the obtaining of power, and that's it. I mean, it's just everything you deal with um, when you uh, just watch our politics going on. When uh, Justice Scalia dies like nine months before an election, they're like, "Hey, we 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 can't have another Supreme Court justice until the American people have their say." And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies like two weeks before the election. They're like, "Boom, new justice." Nailed it! Boom! Amy Cohen Barrett on the court. Get fucked, libs. Boom! We did it. We win. It's just they don't care about anything. They don't care about how hypocritical they are. Nothing. They're just playing the game to win and consolidate power. And if you point that out, you're the bad guy. You're the meanie, no no person for being like, hey, wait a minute, those those guys are just doing everything they can to try to just uh, turn America into a fascist dictatorship because that's what they that's what they want right now because uh, they're very afraid of this younger generation of non-white people who really don't believe in God that much, 
changing shit in ways that make them sad. I mean, it's really, um, it's where we are. We have this like massive, like it, the boomers were just around for forever. Cause every generation thinks that the kids these days, they're so crazy with all the crazy stuff they're doing. I just can't with their fork knife and their Tic Tacs. Yes, exactly. It's just that, it's just that thing. <laughs> and their gender spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, all. Oh, oh, man. With their tolerance of people who aren't straight, <laughs> sit has people. I mean, just all of that stuff. Just it's always been around, but the boomers have always had this uh, oversized power in America because they were this giant generation that was just able to throw its weight around. And now that the boomers are dying off and they're losing that uh, demographic power because they were just like, Hey, there's more of us than there are of you. We'll just outvote you, you dumb young people. And now it's like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, no, the young people are getting older and us, and they're still more tolerant. And us old people are now dead people. So it's like, fuck, no. So the boomers are just just so desperate to grasp and cling to power any way they can. Speaking but, of, oh, no, finish your thing. No, no, I'm just saying they're just so desperate to maintain the power that they've had their whole lives. Like, America has spent, like, basically since the 1970s, when the boomers were all in their 20s, since that time, we've been kissing their asses. We've been kissing the boomers' asses for, like, 50 years now. And now that Gen X and the millennials and Gen Z, now that we have... Like the, I would assume those three generations combined are now the majority over the boomers. The boomers just can't handle it. They're just like, no, young people are now beating us in population. Unacceptable. We can't let them win elections now and like not hate non-white people. That's bad. It's just like shut up. Shut <laughs> but up, in, in the words of Matthew McConaughey, uh, they'll keep getting older, and uh, eventually that leads to death. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way this works. I mean, the younger generations are going to win because they always do. And the the thing that is cool for you is that at at one point in your life, you will be part of those younger generations. The sucky thing is at another point, you're going to be part of the older generations and you're going to lose. And you're going to be mad at the world passing you by. God, I can't wait to be grumpy Mike Rains in my 60s being all pissed off at the world and being mad and being mad at those kids doing their weird stuff on the Tiki Talks. I'll go ahead ahead and put it here on digital wax for, for perpetuity. Uh, if I'm like 60 or whatever, and I'm shaking my fist at the, at the younger generation, like as as long as as long as they're liberal in my heart of hearts, I'm cool with it. Like I I just want I want this progressive wave that they keep trying to happen to cut. Like I want a 135 year old Bernie Sanders to get elected to president of the United States, and I want him to give me a pony and forgive all my student loan debt. <laughs> that'd be great. I'll take I'll take it. I, I yeah I, I just I just want him to win. That would be the, that'd be like my perfect dream is just. Please just win, young people. Defeat the old people, because we need that. Because the old, because old people suck. It's just I. That's all I. That's the meat space world I live in. It's You're just calling hot take. Oh, and, you know, if if it's the year 2051 and pro- the progressive wave has crashed into America, and like the the worst thing about my life is having to deal with people talking about how they're re- like they're just like. Yeah, like I might be stuck in this human body, but I identify as a quadralian, which is four different types of alien in one body. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me because I'm dumb and fucking old and set in my ways. But at the end of the day, as long as liberal policy is is the way of the world, then 
Fuck it, man. You live your best four alien life. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't have a bump for it yet, but do we want to do the Delta Force Reaper Roundup? Uh, oh, no, we, we do have a bump for this. Uh, hey, everybody, it's me, Rudy Giuliani, American. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh it's time to it's time to see what dumbfuck conservatives got murdered by a preventable virus this week in our reaper roundup uh can i get my money now it's a good one clip that yes oh oh absolutely absolutely uh so laura loomer uh is trying to not die from covid which was really hilarious um she who, who, who is that was she vaccinated before she yeah. got it uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, see, Laura Loomer is a uh, basically QAnon adjacent kind of right wing uh, provocateur. She's she's one of these people that whenever these events, ha- whenever she's doing anything, some uh, media agency will do a puff piece calling her a conservative firebrand, which firebrand just means piece of shit. And that's actually what firebrand means whenever you read the term conservative firebrand. She. Um, when they were doing that, uh, like that theater presentation of Julius Caesar, and they had Trump as Caesar being assassinated, like she ran on the stage and like screamed and yelled, um, and had a fit. When she got banned from Twitter, um, she handcuffed herself to the doors of Twitter's front office. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and remember that. And the best part about it was she handcuffed herself to one door. So everyone was able to just go in and out of the building around her. And she actually didn't stop anything. Um, yeah. And she ran for, uh, she ran for Congress in Florida. She won the Republican primary in uh, 2020 and then got smashed in the general election. Cause it was an ultra blue district that no one serious wanted to run to content to get just stomped by the Democrat. So she did it so she could grift people for money and then whine about losing to voter fraud. Cause that's how these scammers always operate. But, uh, but she, the, the, the most important question is, was she vaccinated? No. Oh, adamantly unvaccinated, uh, never going to take the COVID death shot and all that other kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh, but, I've, got, I've got some bad news for her. It's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, re- get ready, Loomer. This is what happens. It's popping off. Are you playing an Undertaker <laughs> promo? No. Uh, I just did a YouTube search for Reaper Bell. <laughs> I thought you were going to play a re- an Undertaker thing, and I was like, I don't know. I don't I'm not going to besmirch the glory of famous, famed WWF slash WWE wrestler The Undertaker in our Laura Loomer segment. <laughs> also, I, I feel like even for our tiny-ass podcast, the WWE would still come for us. <laughs> Probably. But, yeah, so, uh, sadly for those of people who really enjoy schadenfreude, uh, Laura appears to be spending her uh, grift bucks on the Regeneron, so she's probably going to be fine in the long run here. Because when you get on when you get on the high grade stuff, you tend to make it, as it were. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if you if you have been unvaccinated for no good reason other than not wanting it to, like medical professionals should be able to make you sign a document that says that you don't get any of the good COVID drugs. There's like, you, we need to save the good COVID drugs for people that got the virus that need it, like, because they couldn't get vaccinated or they got vaccinated and it's a breakthrough case. Like, you, unvaccinated, you do not get gene therapy or whatever. You do not get the Regeneron juice. No yeah. adrenochrome for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah, yeah, she, uh... Yeah, she posted on her social media that she had not taken the vaccine and she plans on never taking it because it is unsafe and ineffective. And uh, she um, was on hydroxychloroquine and athromedicine, which I get, it looks like looks like a different version of ivermectin. And also uh, she's getting Regeneron. So, yeah, so she's just like don't take the vaccine to prevent all this shit from happening to you. But the moment you get it, just, just poison your body with every goddamn thing you can and get, and then also on top of that, use the real drug that actually works so you can uh, not die. I just, I just love the fact that these people are like, Oh yeah, I got sick. So now I'm drinking paint thinner and uh, like uh, attaching leeches to myself to drain the illness from me. And I'm also using modern medicine. I'm also on top of those things using the actual good stuff that doctors recommend on top of the paint thinner and the leeches. So when yeah, I had, to, I had some chronic illness uh, or some chronic pain and I went to go see my Reiki specialist. And after a few, a few sessions with him pointing his palms at me and realigning my chakras. Oh, and also the morphine. I feel a lot better now. It's just, <laughs> oh man, you, you, you like it's good it, to hear. It, I was worried about you. Yeah. The Reiki. I mean, it's proof in the pudding. If you could find, if you could find a Reiki specialist, it's also legally trained to provide you with morphine. You should you should really go get it done. I don't have any joke. I was gonna uh, like try to do a bit with like and make up a name for your Reiki specialist, uh, and I can't even think of like a stereotype for what a Reiki specialist would be named. I mean, and, honestly, at this point, probably like Sean. Yeah, Chet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, He's I, just I, like. It's just like, hey, welcome to Reiki World. I'm Sean. I'm going to be the one realigning your energy today. So just like sit back and let me charge you $200 an hour to wave my palms over you. And, you know, the, like the d- dumb fuck gullible idiots everywhere are just like, oh, yes, I can't wait to have you wave your palms over me. It's just like, OK, cool. Well, it's a good thing that you've got the money to blow on that while children are starving. Um, yeah. that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah anyway yeah. you know i mean that, the, that, the that, placebo that, effect is very powerful the don't that, discount uh, that laura loomer story was kind of a that's her name right whatever yes yeah, yeah. Yes, that, that, that that loopy lupus uh story was kind of a, a bummer because uh you know she's taking regeneron and is on the mend surely we have to have an uplifting story of someone who d- denied the vaccine and died uh our boy uh greg prentice a uh florida uh gop official who hated masks and all that other good stuff uh he managed to actually uh buy the ticket and ride the ride uh dying of covid uh this week 
uh, on the headline from the Daily Beast, it claims uh, people were are saying that he was illegally innovated uh, during his treatment for the COVID, as it were, because um, illegally innovated. Yeah, yeah, because this is the thing: is that these people are all totally bought into the Alex Jones idea that these hospitals are just putting you on the ventilator to kill you. That the COVID itself is, you're just like, you walk in the hospital, like, I got a little sniffle, uh, coughing a little, you know, uh, I could probably. I oh, don't he's know. got a coffin. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, but the, the Alex Jones world of this is that you just go into the hospital feeling a little run down and then they're like, oh, no, you have COVID. Oh, no, we got to put you on a ventilator. And you're like, what? No. Ah. And then they sedate you, jam the ventilator uh, tube down your throat, hit the button and it just explodes your lungs and you die. And then the doctors collect uh, like $3,600 for putting you on a ventilator and killing you. Because that kind of money is what I would – I would need $3,600 to kill somebody. That's like that's that's my hitman contract fee that I went to medical school yeah, for like that, a decade like, for. That's like Alabama trailer park assassin money. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I could kill your ex-girlfriend for you. It's going to run you about $3,500. It's just like, yeah. wow, that's – it? I mean, thank goodness. I, I mean, especially because I'm never going to have to pay you because you're certainly going to get caught and arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, everyone, there are no assassins. It's always a cop. Yes. It's always a cop. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I just love the idea of the, the, the entire medical industry. Like, you're running a hospital and you're just like, man, we need money. So it's like, how can we get money? Just kill people and the government will cut you a check and nobody looks into it. No one's like, hey, wait a minute, hospital, you've had this hospital over here who's not using the ventilators. Their COVID mortality rate is like 7%. You guys are using the ventilators and your mortality rate is like 45%. Can you draw any conclusions there? Nope, no idea. We're just getting the bad COVID cases, I guess. It just dims the brakes. It's just... Now, all the people that say that he was illegally intubated, they they know that he had COVID. They're just of the mind that if his breathing tube wasn't supposed to fill up with lung juice, then God wouldn't have made that happen to him. Yeah. I mean, if you're to the point where they need to intubate you, uh, it's not illegal because you're unconscious. Like, they don't typically intubate conscious people, so... They had, like, the legal imperative to do it. Like, we don't even need to split hairs here. Yeah. Like, he, it, once he becomes conscious, he can say, hey, take this tube out of my mouth. Except he can't because he has a tube down his throat. <laughs> so he'll write it on an Etch-a-Sketch. because he, he can say, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> he can write it on an Etch-a-Sketch because he's a dumb baby idiot. Who's now in look, I, think, I think he's saying that Biden won the election. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the, the 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 nut quote in this thing is uh, our friend J- uh, Jason Campbell blames uh, Tampa General Hospital for the 61 year old's death, alleging staff illegally intubated him. Uh, my public comments are going to be about Tampa General Hospital. There's a dire situation going on right now that I don't think anyone is aware of. And I have first knowledge of it first-hand knowledge of it. They're intimating everybody entering the hospital as a first line of action. They're using fatally fatality treatment protocol. And I think the city council really needs to do an investigation. 
when you call 911 and go to the hospital, you're going into a bad situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, I think I may have, like, sprained or broke my finger playing some ultimate out on the quad. Is there anything? And then they just shove a tube down your throat. You're, oh, no. No, no. no. No, <laughs> that's just what they're doing. You walk through the doors there. There's just there's just like a nurse practitioner sitting there, just like with a tube in her hand, just like slapping it against her palm. She's like, "Oh, you better believe that's an intubation." Yeah, because I because 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 I'm sure I'm sure all these doctors and nurses and whatnot. I'm sure all these medical professionals really love having to uh, force tubes down people's throats so that they can continue to live, or you know, in a lot of cases, just die anyway. So. Uh, man, what 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 another what another great uplifting segment of the Reaper Roundup? <laughs> quickly, quickly becoming my favorite part of the show. Uh, we do know. need to get a bump for it. Yeah. Uh, Anybody out there that's listening, if you have deep pockets, you need to cut us a three thousand dollar check so we can pay Rudy Giuliani to do our Reaper Roundup. Uh, until then, you're just going to have to deal with uh, knock off Rudy Giuliani. Man, if I write that script, it's going to get real weird. Speaking of things we have bumps for, give me that mailbag bump. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Okay, so it's time to hit ye old mailbag, and we open up with uh, Jen Grant asking, and we have a million questions this week, by the way, so if we don't get to all of them, I do apologize. But uh, Jen Grant opens by saying, can you tell us about how the Rothschilds tie into the conspiracy death cult? Um, the answer to that question is anti-Semitism. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. I know the answer here. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, pretty much the Rothschilds were just a wealthy Jewish family, and that makes them the bad guys of just about every story. Um, t- going down uh, the whole um, Jew, the Jews rule the world uh, bullshit universe, the fun thing that happened in the, in the ancient times, back when people took religion really seriously, was that uh, both Christians and Muslims were prohibited by their faiths from charging interests on loans, which made it so that like what we call modern banking couldn't happen. So one thing led to another, and the Christians and the Muslims figured out that the Jews didn't have any uh, godly prohibitions on charging interest on loans, so they let the Jews run the banks so that they could actually have the economy work. But then they resented the Jews for running the banks because now i got to pay these Jewish people money on this loan I, I, I took out from them. And that's bullshit. <laughs> so basically the Jews got put into this job due to silly religious uh, law rules. And then they were resented for being in that role after the fact. So uh, that is pretty much uh, kind of where the whole Jewish people are obsessed with money. They're cheap. They're rich. They have all that stuff. That's where all of that stuff came from. And then over the course of centuries, you then had like the blood libel where Jewish people like slaughtered children for their blood, for their evil rituals, which became adrenochrome, et cetera, et cetera. And you also have in the Bible – uh, one of the books, it's either Matthew or Mark, I can never remember this off the top of my head, but uh, in one of the books, only one of the four, uh, Pontius Pilate is just like, yo, I ain't killing this guy. Like, this is this is a you guys call. And the crowd of Jewish people that wants Jesus to be killed is like, his blood be upon us and the blood of our children. Like, all of us, we accept blame for killing Jesus. So... Even in the Bible, there's just this thing where it's like the Jews are the bad guys. And when that got written, Christianity was this weird offshoot of Judaism that like seven people believed in and nobody cared about it. And the Jewish people were the big monotheistic faith of the world, even though they were very tiny and everybody was worshiping pantheons. 
and then cut to like thousands of years later, and it's like, wow, that quote in the Bible is aggressively punching down because like Christians rule the world now, and the Jewish people are an incredibly tiny minority. All right, I'm going to cut you off on four minutes of talking about the origins of anti-Semitism because this was okay. about the Rothschilds. Okay, done. But yeah, but what's our, what's our next question? Uh, the next question is, uh, Galaxy Brain asks, I want to know what happened to the packet captures. Is that all forgotten about and Dennis Montgomery has struck again? Uh, the funny thing about this Well, is- it, it all starts a couple of thousand years ago <laughs> when the Jews killed Jesus. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> L's dead on. Exactly right. Uh, <laughs> actually- we're going to do, like, do it with like a comedy club and we're just going to have a red light that I have a, a we have a button for here. Yes. Way, way over Mike's Mike studio. I'm just beep, beep, beep. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I need it. But uh, the funny thing about the packet captures is, is that everybody else ran away from them and he, everybody else is like, Dennis Montgomery's a bad dude. Don't associate with him. It was a huge mistake for Mike Lindell to do that. But when you talk to Mike Lindell about the packet captures, he's still like solid rock, solid evidence that I have. The whole ball game is over once I validate these things, which I personally have already validated. I just need somebody else to believe it. But yeah, so like Mike Lindell is the guy who refuses to acknowledge he's been catfished. Like all of his friends are like, dude, that's not a real chick on the internet. Like she, she, she's just she's just taking all your money. She said she was going to fly out to Los Angeles like three weeks ago. She never did get over it. And you're like, no man, she's real. And I really love her. We're going to be together, man. I just got to send her another 500 bucks for rent. And it's Year, just like- years, years ago, uh, when my father first got his Facebook, he did the thing, you know, that people do. He went and found old friends from high school and this and that. And then he goes, Sarge, why am I getting a friend request from this woman? I've never met. And I have no friends in common with And I look over at his computer and I was like that is what we call a bot and you need to just delete it and yeah Mike Lindell never met a bot or a catfish he didn't like yeah I uh, I got a message like a couple of days ago from someone who wanted to donate like five million dollars to a charity and needed my help in that process and I was just like, uh, give it the love146.org. No problem. And they were like, thank you for, because you could just tell the bot was like, oh my God, someone engaged with me. Next line of bot script. And then I was like, okay, bot, this is no longer fun. I have, have you gotten the, the podcast scam emails yet? I have not. Oh, God, we, I, uh, wait the, bi- I told you about the binge-worthy podcast scam email we got, right? They, nope. they said we're, we're um, like some made a number 17 in Papua New Guinea. Oh, <laughs> they said binge-worthy. They were like, "Hey, we want to get in on the ground floor of this. You guys and binge-worthy, you're doing something. You're number seventeen in Papua New Guinea." And I was like, "I, you know, if this is fake, God bless you. So weird, and it, it's definitely fake. But if this is real, you know, good for us. We we're, <laughs> we're big in the PNG. Yes." Yeah, the the only reason that Mike Lindell uh, hasn't donated any money to Nigerian princes is because he's like Nigeria. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we here at Hellworld and Bidgeworthy are excited to be big in Nigeria and Papua New Guinea. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, we we we've said it on Bidgeworthy before. We'll say it here. If if we, if we're if we're blowing up in Papua New Guinea, and you're one of our many listeners from there, go ahead and send us uh, a communique via Twitter so we know. That it was not a scam, and we are in fact just getting cr- crazy uh, PNG traction. 
yeah let let us know which episode you like the best <laughs> yeah. oh boy they, yeah. they, they, they oh man that varsity blues episode went over went over so crazy at papa Giddy, you wouldn't even believe <laughs> it's they're just getting it there now it's like uh eastern europe yeah, that, 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 that's why that's why we're blowing up overseas is because like but movies to us that are twenty years old are just making it there now because of streaming and they're just like oh shit this varsity movies they're just like yeah we love it we're like I don't want your life remember and she's like yeah good for you man and your English is pretty good so rock on uh, anyway <laughs> next question yeah. <laughs> uh, Hartbridge asks about the uh, crossover appeal of Mike Liddell and Jim Baker they also brought up the Eastman memo which we covered. Uh, you, uh, Christianity and QAnon are just peas in a pod. Like Q themselves, like leaned hard on the religious aspect of this whole thing, constantly talking about how we're fighting Satan and we are on God's side and all that kind of stuff. Which it was really weird that a guy on the Chan boards could be like that, like aggressively pro Christianity and like still get over because like Chan boards are just like supposed to be like hardcore edge lords who are all atheists and stuff. So. It's it was very surprising to me that uh, Q didn't get derided for being so aggressively about uh, God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Because again, that's usually in a demographic where that doesn't play. But also that Illuminati New World Order stuff that um, that kind of thing is something where you do have to do the God versus Devil paradigm to make it really pop. You have to be on the side of like this one big force battling the other big force, because otherwise these uh, conspiracy theories end up being kind of like Call of Cthulhu, where you're just going to lose the other side. Like the bad guys are too powerful, too ancient, too evil, and like, you can't. The even bad win. guys are the ancient spirits of evil. Yes. Does that mean Mumra is in charge of? Well, I guess Mumra worked for the Ancient Spirits of Evil, but Mumra yeah, is he, definitely... he was like the Ancient Spirits uh, Spirits of Evil's like gopher. Yeah. And yeah. If Mumra's here, does that mean we're going to get Mamut? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking more along the lines of Ramatet, but I was just uh, I was just oh no, got 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 to have Mamut. I mean, dogs are big. Like do, yes. do, do, dogs are huge on the internet right now. If 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 uh, if Mumra had an Instagram where he just posted like cute pictures of Mamut, he would have just like 1.4 million followers. Just by the fact that like every other post would just be like, can't, can't wait to peel the flesh off of Lido's bones, but also look at what Mamut, look at Mamut's cute little belly. It's just like, okay, cool. One, like, you know, 250,000 likes in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Skelter's cat was just named Panther. That's so lame. I didn't even remember Skeletor had a cat. Wasn't it like a huge one though? Big, big battle worthy animals don't count. I like yeah. like like, well, like had like a tiny actual pet. Yeah, but I mean, didn't he had a little no. collar and everything? Didn't Mama? Did Mama have a big evil form? Did I mean maybe? Like I mean, it was a cartoon no. from the eighties. I'm sure if at some point they wanted to sell a big evil Mama toy, that they were just like so, like Mama was just like ah, in order to capture the sword of omens, I need a much larger dog. And then, but <laughs> but for the most part, he was just like there being like but like the, this mummy's little buddy, which is like just a ridiculous <laughs> thing. Car- cartoons used to be so much weirder back in the day. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying a bunch of the new remakes because they have to address how weird these things were. 
and but. seen. Anyway, yeah. we, should probably, we should probably get back to our political podcast. <laughs> hey. So uh, the ghost of Dipset asks, uh, is Julian's rum gone for good? In parentheses, as far as you can tell, are there any other prominent Q posters that have just packed up and disappeared? Uh, Julian's rum apparently was busy saving the world up until he got that puppy. And now that puppy is his life and he's just done. <laughs> Uh, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did it that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing I haven't, I, I wouldn't say that I've seen like any major QAnon promoters like leave, but I have seen a bunch of them sort of, uh, you know, like take time off, um, not really post a lot anymore. Like uh, one guy I love kicking around beer, beer at the parade. Like that guy like shows up like once a month now, Joe M who was like the biggest promoter back in the day. He like makes like posts like once a month being like friends. We have turned the tide. The, the, the like Joe M is the most overwrought melodramatic diva you could ever imagine. And it's just so obvious how much of a tryhard he is of all the stuff he writes. And, now, now that like the, the the forward momentum of Trump and actually anything ever happening is gone, he just doesn't have it in him to do the daily grind. Like literally, he just like shows up like once a month, tries to write us a really inspiring stem winder, and then just calls it a day. So I I think that like really what you see from it is the people that are making money off this shit they ain't going anywhere. The people that are just getting like the internet fame from it. It, it becomes it becomes a work. It becomes an actual like, kind of job you're not getting paid for. And you're not getting that lib owning that you were so like totally in favor of. Now you have to watch uh, Grandpa Joe on the television talking about stuff. Hey, they, they need to suck it up, Buttercup. We ain't getting paid for this. We just talk into cans to each other every week for over a year. We're not making a dime off of this. Hey, don't, don't tell us that short. We we do have some some wonderful, beautiful our babies that are that are throwing some money into our our proverbial hat. Yeah, we're, 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 we're getting we're several getting paid, dimes off of this. Yeah, we're getting paid a tiny amount, which we uh, reinvest almost exclusively into equipment to try to make the podcast sound less like shit. <laughs> we do. We appreciate it. We'll get yeah. to that because we hit a milestone. Yes. So. Um, uh, Elizabeth asks, I just started listening and would like to know more about what I need to know about is who are the Q influencers? Uh, so many from other countries and what happened to them. The HBO documentary covered a lot of the feels unfinished. Also, can Jim or Ron be brought up on charges? Uh, I don't think they can actually be brought up on charges because one of the things that like QAnon. Oh, lo- they can be brought up on fashion charges. Have you seen that hat? <laughs> Have you seen that fucking mustache? Like at some, at some point, RuPaul's Gestapo is gonna fucking drag them fools away. That you're never gonna see him again. Yeah, uh, I don't like. I really don't think that like they can really. One of the things they love to say was that Q and On never promotes violence. Q never promoted violence, and that's one of the things that's really kind of true. Is that Q always kind of said, you know, we're gonna arrest these people and bring them in the military tribunals and all that other stuff. Q never told anybody to go out and shoot anyone or do anything like that. So Q, yeah, he just winked and nodded at the right. camera. Yeah, Q made it clear. Q was like, "Look, you guys want all the liberals to be killed, and at some ill-defined point in the near future, I will kill all the liberals for you, but I will do it legally and above board. So please do not go out there and violently kill the liberals yourselves." Just trust that the liberal killing will happen in the near future by my hand. 
So that is, and I mean, and that's like really like weird and sick and stupid, but that was the mentality. And like Q made a bunch of posts about how like we got to do this according to the law. We got to have the evidence. We got to have it all hold up. And it's funny how no one ever holds Q to the standards that Q held themselves to. Like no one, like no one's ever like, okay, Q, when are you going to bring that lawsuit with the rock solid evidence that's going to just uh, tie this whole thing together? And so uh, that is that's just. I mean, that. he put, how much clearer could he make it? He posted that video about we're not going to take it, and it obviously meant that he wasn't going to take it to court. He gave up. <laughs> Ultimate Q proof. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty soon we're going to be coming up on the one year anniversary of q fucking all the way off it's great yes is that, is that next month or november uh, uh, december it's, it's, damn it i was yeah, yeah it, it's coming to the back half of the year but but we're, we're creeping up on it we're, we're gonna get one year anniversary of q fucking off into january and february's uh playstation 5 releases that everyone is looking forward to despite the fact nobody can find a ps5 <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, I can't, I can't well, wait for the one year anniversary of Q fucking off and also the new Horizon Zero Dawn game. <laughs> no one gets to play. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do something actual special for Q fucking off for a year. I don't know what yet. We got some time to brainstorm that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can make uh, Mike Raids go through and find the juiciest, cheeriest Q drops so we could, we could, we could do a, a vintage. Oh, yeah. Where we do a little post word about some Q drops. It's been a while. Oh, I'm absolutely down for that. Don't threaten me of a good time. So, uh, yeah. As for, like, where QAnon promoters are at the moment, I mean, there's just so many of them, it would be really hard to uh, really get into depth on that. So um, maybe I'll try to, like, come up with, like, a, a grifter of the week segment or something where we talk about, like, some random guy or gal who's been scamming people for money and uh, what, what they're doing, what their operation is. But uh, until then I'll have to uh, put a pin in this question. Cause I'll talk way too much about it and start to hit me with the red light. Uh, but, 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 but before Sarge hits me with the red light, the spinoff question that we don't need to spend too much time on, but honest question, do you think there are QAnon specific or even QAnon adjacent OnlyFans sites go? Uh, I would have to say yes. I haven't seen them, but that seems like a it seems like a niche that would absolutely have something to be fulfilled. Um, I, I had talked about it previously about that like crazy guy, police uh, chief police two, who literally had a Patreon that was getting like five thousand dollars a month, where he was just publishing a kill list of of enemies of Q that had been arrested, cloned, assassinated, or tried for their crimes. And people just needed that list like blood. So I think if you had like list of people secret uh, Q is secretly executed, plus some level of nudity uh, from an attractive lady, you could make you could really uh, bring in the bucks as it were. Okay, so I found uh, a online dating advice article from two years ago, and it has the thirteen best free conservative dating sites. Number Dog, one, is I'm not Matt- looking to date. Match.com. I, I, I want I want to see a sexy I want to see a sexy probably blonde probably white lady in a maga hat showing me the goods because where we come one we come all Christian mingle Christian mingle is probably your best bet conservative I, only I yeah. can't I can't believe Sarge just crushed that joke that was that was actual gold L that was actual gold and Sarge I mean, to- I, I've, I've known Sarge for long enough where it doesn't matter how good or bad my jokes are Sarge just has a one track mind of just plowing through them uh, uh, yeah. 
So whatever. But but yes, dear listeners, if you're out there and you know of the precious QAnon-focused OnlyFans account that we are talking about, uh, go ahead and uh, drop us a little linky-loo on the Twitter. <laughs> we will use your Patreon money for that. Yes. Yeah. You, you will know that three men will be jerking off thanks to your contributions. <laughs> God, I'm so glad we've gone down this dark road. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, do you see any boundaries between the GOP, QAnon, anti-vax, and the Kraken-styled conspiracy theories? Because uh, I ain't seeing much light between these things. Uh, this is the problem for the Republican Party, is that all of the other things you listed are one thing. Because QAnon is what I call a uh, grand unifying conspiracy theory, where if you believe in any bullshit, QAnon pulls you into the crowd and you're not part of the crowd. Um, 9-11, QAnon. JFK, QAnon. Chemtrails, QAnon. Anything. Oh, you didn't know? Bigfoot, totally pilled. Right, exactly. You you wouldn't even know. Bigfoot fucking hates Hillary. Yes. Bigfoot is an extra dimensional being who has come here to pill you. Yeah, Bigfoot has the Hillary face carving video in his cave. So when we find Bigfoot, we will finally have the evidence of Hillary flaying that young girl and drinking her blood with Huma Abedin. So uh, that this is we will finally be saved once we obtain Bigfoot. Mothman, super liberal. He's on our side. You know, even from West Virginia, he rose above growing up in West Virginia. Super liberal. He's very woke. Don't, yeah, I mean, Ma- he, Ma- Mothman, you know, he he doesn't like Manchin, but he knows that we're not getting another Democrat in the seat. So yes. it is what it is. <laughs> he, he, he holds his nose and votes for him. That's just the way it, that's just the way it works. Have you guys read Mothman's blog? That dude, oh. he, makes a, he makes some pretty fucking good points. No, I'm a, I'm a mod on his subreddit. <laughs> You know, we, we, we butt heads when it comes to whether or not we should be, like, you know, supporting Bernie. Because, like, I, I still think that Bernie can't win the election. But Mothman, you know, he's he's fucking progressive. That boy, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> uh, Mothman. I, I just woke Mothman is now the greatest invention of this podcast. I am, I'm all in on it. But well, it's, at some point when we need to make merch, we're going to dig through the, the back catalog in our minds and remember that we did a, a bit about woke Mothman. We're just going to have like like a like a Mothman with like fucking tweed patches on his jacket, just like a like a fucking ride with Biden bumper sticker or whatever, just hanging out. That's going to be a shirt we sell. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> our Discord but, server is going to be weird if yeah. we ever do one of those. Yeah. So, but uh, the GOP, the problem for them is that this is a uh, section of their base. I don't know how big it is, but that they're that they have no way to really argue against. Like they can't tell these people get vaccinated. Uh, Hillary Clinton doesn't drink the blood of children. Uh, the election wasn't stolen. I mean. In 2016, Donald Trump literally won the Republican nomination for president by saying, I can make Mexico pay for a wall that we are going to build that they don't want. Like, I, this is the, I'm going to tell you a, a pleasing lie, an absolute nonsense fantasy. And the Republican primary voters were like, yes. I enjoy your dumb fantasy, Donald Trump. I will vote for you. And none of the people running against Trump could be like, yo, look, like Trump actually can't do that. He, he can't build a wall and he can't make Mexico pay for it. It's bullshit. He's fucking lying to you. No one could say that and win votes. Like just 
literally aggressively lying about the dumbest possible shit is how you win a Republican primary now. So the, the Republican Party is totally fucked in that sense that they're just untethered from reality and they're only making their base more crazy as time goes on. Uh, my final little point on this is that in 2008, when McCain was running against Obama and some old lady in the crowd was just like, hey, John McCain, Obama's a Muslim. And McCain was like, no, he isn't. He's a good dude. Like, I've, I've hung out with Senator Obama. He's a great man. And the crowd was just like, boo. Like, the crowd wanted McCain to say Obama was a Muslim. Republicans have been just brainwormed for so long. And then Donald Trump came along and was like, I will flatter your brainworms. I will humor them. I will tell you whatever your brainworms want to hear to get your vote. And the brainworm primary voter voted overwhelmingly in favor of Trump. And that's just where one of our two major political parties in America are now. Because just- the chupacabras work for the cartels and they are letting all the rapists into our country. And they, where do you think Trump got that from? Chupacabras. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Loch Ness Monster, surprisingly fake. I mean, it's, I mean, think about it. <laughs> wow. How can an animal that big just live in the lock? I mean, get, get yeah. real. There's no way. There's no way. Just get real. What is it eating? <laughs> anyway, th- 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 thanks for the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, I apologize that we had a million questions this week. So uh, if we didn't get to your question this week, this week, uh, next week, uh, get your question in sooner. Because literally, when I posted the thread, I had one question for like five hours, and then suddenly everyone was like, "Boom, question time! Let's nail! Let's just drench the podcast in questions." Well, Mike, so, then how about you stop burning podcast time? Apologizing, just ask another question. Okay. Well, I'm going to just ask our uh, question in numerous, which is, "What are you guys looking forward to?" Uh, man, I'd like, so I, I started, but have not finished, uh, I, God, I can't even remember what it's actual. Is it Visions? Star Wars Visions? Is that what it is? The, the, the anime, like little anime Star Wars mini episodes thing. They, they dropped the, the whole kit and caboodle for it on Disney Plus today. And, oh, uh, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan or the biggest weeb, but I do think that that's like a pretty cool intersection of stuff. So I watched the first few episodes and I think, uh, a couple of them were pretty good, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. And also, to tomorrow, I believe some friends and I are getting together to start uh, the m- m- slightly longer than a month-long uh, tradition of getting together to watch spooky movies, because it's spooky season. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have another opportunity to watch some, some all-time classics like Hellraiser and The Fly, the 1985 version or whatever. Nice. Yeah. And Sarge, what do you got on, on, on tap? I started playing for the first time in forever an actual, honest to God, point and click adventure game, a la uh, kind of like King's Quest and stuff. There's a new one out called Unavowed. I actually think it's been out for a year or two. It's new. It's fully voiced, and uh, I'm having a ton of fun. I forgot how much I enjoyed those things. I played a bunch as a kid, and I. Quit Magic the Gathering cold turkey because instead of playing new games or other things, I would just sign on to it online. So I quit that and I've actually played two new games already and I've enjoyed them both. The other one is Gears Tactics. 
and that's been a lot of fun. But I played a honest god point click adventure game, and it was it, it's been a blast. I got to electrify a weird monster elemental thing with stuff I found out of a dumpster, and before I figured out how to do that, it ate my character's face off every time I approached it. So. You should uh you should try Kentucky Route Zero uh, once you're done with Unavowed. I've heard that it, it's sort of like it's got that that sort of old school adventure style sort of theme. But Ooh, it nice. was like a critical darling back when it came out. And I remember hearing like, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 like the, the complete edition is available uh, even on the Switch at this point, so it's like super easy to pick up and play. I haven't played it yet, but it's it's been on my uh, my my radar of things I could potentially purchase and tuck into. So if you're gonna go down that sort of rabbit hole, you should play Kentucky Route Zero. Tell me how it is. Yeah. I, I will do that, and uh, I'll check back in with you guys on Unavowed because I I haven't played a ton, but I've had a lot of fun so far. Uh, so for me, I, I'm on vacation this week for the first time in forever. I have uh, I'm just going to crank up the air conditioning in my house and just live in an igloo for a week and just enjoy like just not having to deal with the outside world. Uh, actually having a weekend off for the first time in like forever because when you work in the casino industry, you're working when everybody else isn't working. So I actually get to watch the UFC pay-per-view this week. Uh, I don't have to worry about uh, working during football. So uh, I will now extend an invite to L if he wants to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch football on Sunday. That's a possibility. Um, just just actually having some free time uh, when when the rest of the world has free time is just going to be very fun and exciting for me. And uh, I will also probably be finishing up Hades. I think I've made it out of hell uh, eight or so times now, and I've been told you got to get out ten times before you kind of complete the main story, as it were. So is indeed the story. Yeah, the the kids call it triggering credits at this point. It doesn't uh-huh. necessarily make it the full end of the game, but it does give you the credit roll. Aha, sounds cool. I cannot wait to see the credits. Nice. Have you unlocked any of the uh, additional legendary weapons? Uh, I have, Well, I've unlocked uh, the aspect of the uh, spear. I can't remember the name of that. And I just unlocked the sword as like the Quan aspect Yu. of it. Yeah, Quan Yu. I, I, I've unlocked the, uh, the sword of Arthur now. So uh, nice. I yeah. won't tell you the other ones because no. I, oh, oh, I, I, I just uh, I, I remember chaos told me the uh, the I haven't talked to the shield, but chaos told me the unlocking for the shield, but I haven't spoken to it yet because I just forgot to do so. And I, and I, I already told him the uh, the the uh, secret but, aspect name for uh, the adamant rail. So, yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the aspect of Lucifer sounds so awesome. I can't it is mind. weird to use. Check back with me. <laughs> I, I'm like me and L hit Hades real hard and we're actually uh, L had a higher score than me, but I think I had the fastest time. And then I don't know who had the highest heat. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I jacked out around 14, between 14 and 18 heat. I can't remember exactly how much. Yeah. I got the first statue, which I don't remember how much heat that is. So, yeah. that's cool. uh, Anyway, that's enough Hades talk for, for yeah. one go around. <laughs> Hades and, uh, corner. Oh, and, God. Uh, yeah, and with that, it's time for us to all lace up our roller skates and for me to lead our Midnight Express or uh, up out of uh, Hell World for or Starlight Express, not Midnight Express. Damn it. <laughs> Get it together. Pay the price. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm just not that hip on my failed musicals from 1984 or whatever, so I, I sort of biffed that reference. Anyway, time to time to skate out of here. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, 
it is time for a little bit of shilling, but I, I will try to make it as painless as possible. Uh, we thank you, as always, for supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to do so, you can do that in an easy and free way by uh, telling a friend or giving us a five-star rating or hitting like the I endorse this button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us through. If you have some money and you would like to support us monetarily a bit so that we can pay for uh, conservative uh, OnlyFans accounts, you could do so by going to patreon.com slash poker politics and uh, supporting us there. Uh, you can do so for as little as $2, but if you support at $5 or above, you become one of our beautifuler babies and get access to all of our sweet bonus content, including series such as Kabbalin, The Foulest Deed, Mike Green's Untitled History Podcast, and uh, other projects that are going to be forthcoming, such as Sarge's Conspiracy Corner. Uh, we do have a wonderful, beautifuler baby uh, that has joined the crew uh, this week by the name of Tin Can Hitman. So thank you so much, Tin Can Hitman, for your support. You are number five out of our uh, five uh, barrier that we had set for us doing a binge-worthy Adventures in Hell World crossover uh, on uh, White Squall called Where We Go One, We Go Squall. So uh, look forward to that in the near future. And thank you, all of our beautifuler babies, for your support. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us and you want to do a little good in the world, you can donate that money to love146.org, whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That's a direct quote for them, and it sounds pretty good to me. There are some people we need to thank for helping out with the show, including DJ Minimal Effort, who has provided our wonderful intro music. He is still too cool for social media, but we like to shout him out every week just as a way to put a little positivity in the universe for our good friend, Mr. DJ M.E., our voice of Q when we need it, but more uh, often heard as the uh, person in charge of our bumps and our content warning is our good friend Frosty, who's a voiceover artist that you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of my sweet, sweet dulcet tones or the dulcet tones of Sarge, well, then I've got good news for you. We have a spinoff podcast where we do even more talking about pop culture, if you can believe it. It's called Bingewordy, B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. And you can find that wherever podcasts are provided. Uh, we are currently wrapping up Sports Timber, and we will be talking about the movie Creed for this week's episode. So if you'd like to follow along and uh, maybe support us on our spinoff podcast, you can find us there. And you can find us on Twitter at Bingewordy. So thank you once again for listening to the show. As always, I have been your host, Hellworld L, signing off for Hellworld Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.